broadcast from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, where we are in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order, the Great Reset of Communist Takeover of the United States of America, the belligerent occupation of the White House. For those that are watching on Red Pills TV, you're not watching, so give me a second. Sorry about that, and uh, we had a little mishap right there with the stream key, and I'm going to put him back in right now, rename this bad boy that, and should be coming up right now on uh, redpills.tv. But yes, this is where we talk about the unfolding global conspiracy. This is where we talk about what is happening to degrade our constitution, our country, our rights, our liberties, our freedoms, everything that we hold sacred in this country. This is where we talk about the coming global economic collapse. We talk about the new world order, the World Economic Forum, Agenda 2030. But also we talk about the Great Reset and the Great Awakening. Because at the same time that the globalists are planning to do They're evil upon the world. The world is waking up. The world is seeing what is happening. And that's where people like you and me come in, well-informed, understanding the scenario, knowing what's happening, preparing for the worst and hoping for the best. We see the world and how the veil has been pulled over our eyes for so long. And that veil is being ripped apart right now. And the truth is being revealed. Absolutely. And so, no Vince tonight. Vince has the night off. <laughs> I like saying that. Vince has the night off, and uh, you just get me. So, I think that, uh, that's pretty cool. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about some news that's happening. I'm going to try not to be so doom and gloomy. I know people are last night like, last night was doom and gloom. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. But you know what? Today's going to be, we're going to talk about a little doom and gloom, but we're going to talk about hope. We're going to talk about why that doesn't really matter. And we have to understand the scenario that's really playing out here. So let's, uh, let's uh, make a few announcements. Okay, so tomorrow I'm on DEFCON 5. DEFCON 5 is on American Media Periscope. That's a show I do with James Grunvig. It's a takeoff of his Unrestricted Truths. And so tomorrow on DEFCON 5, it's at the same time that this show usually is at, so you can watch the rerun. But it would be me and David Whitehead um, and James Grunvig talking about Prince, uh, King Charles and the Terra Carta which is his foundation for global response. Um, and then Friday night, David Whitehead joins me on Conversations on the Fringe, where we're going to be breaking down the occult and symbolic nature of Jupiter Ascending, the movie Jupiter Ascending. This is something that we've talked about doing for a long time. We're going to do it this Friday night, as well as jump into King Charles, more of the occult royal families, and talk about Terra Carta and how that deals with the World Economic Forum's Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, transhumanistic policies. So you guys do not want to miss those shows, so please set your reminders for that. Um, If you're new here, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, that plus button, give those hearts, make those comments, those shares, all those things. Um, Make sure you go on over to redpills.tv and subscribe. We're still, uh, have you looked at September 24th? I haven't seen, you know, I've been seeing EMP. EMP is what I'm hearing on September 24th. Um, that's completely unpredictable. I think it's all speculative at this point. Um, we can talk a little bit about that when we get into the Russia stuff. We'll get into that here very, very shortly. Uh, let me let me get some stuff over here. I'm going to just pull this one up. House passes legislation changing electoral vote counting process for presidential elections. Here are the nine Republicans who voted for it. Oh, God, here we go. The House voted 229 to 203 to pass a proposal. Nine Republican lawmakers voted with the Democrats. The nine Ronos, as usual, were Liz Cheney, Adam Kissinger, Peter Major, Gonzalez, uh, Gonzalez, there's no name there, just Gonzalez, Jacobs, Herrera Butler, Katko, and Rice, and Upton. And so if you're voting for these people, if you're voting these, for these people in the next upcoming election, I recommend you vote them out. Vote them out. And so this bill is what we talked about yesterday. Now this is going to go on to the Senate. Hopefully it does not pass the Senate. I'm hoping it does not pass the Senate. They're going to have to have a very, very strong response in Senate to get this passed. I highly doubt it's going to happen. This is H.R. 8873, I think it is. 
this is uh, what we were talking about yesterday, where they can uh, the president or the elected official can change, uh, contest the election results in the event of a national emergency or crisis that the electoral college date changes, which means that the electoral college have the D- December 23rd in order to cast their votes, which only gives six days of actual work days of review for the DNI to provide their report to Congress and Congress to actually have the, uh, the appropriate information to make a decision on their January 6th date. And it also, this is one of the scariest things, is it allows federal courts to have jurisdiction over state election laws. That's, that's a big no-no. That is unconstitutional. That cannot happen. Um, and that is, uh, that is if, this, if this bill gets passed, if this bill gets passed, I'm telling you right now, if nobody in the upper circuit, if nobody in the upper echelons of the Republican Party called bullshit on this and nobody says, OK, guys, guess what? Remember that part in the United States Declaration of Independence that we sent to King George? It's time that we reiterate that when a when a government becomes destructive to a means, it's the right of the people to abolish it. That is where we are at if that gets passed, because this is completely unconstitutional. All right. Uh, and here's the thing is Marbury versus Madison 1952 court case. What did they say? They said that any bill or law that is passed by Congress that is unconstitutional is null and void. Understand that. The Constitution sets it out specifically. You can only, this is one thing I want people to understand. You can only change the Constitution, not with legislation through Congress, only with a constitutional convention with two-third majority of states approving the amendment to the Constitution. That's it. That's the only way to change the Constitution. And so Article 1 in the Constitution precisely says what needs to happen on voting, that the, the, the laws are determined by the state. This is the Supreme Court jurisdiction that goes precedent, sorry, legal precedence that goes back all the way to the founding of our country on this. And so there you have it right there, that Congress right now, the Congress just committed treason against the United States Constitution. And that's why we need to be just ready, because here's the thing. We're going to have to rise up with our voices, right? Rise up with those voices. Absolutely. I think everybody knows what I'm talking about there. It's getting to be that point in time. And, and listen, if you remember a November 2020 episode of The Daily Dose, when I was sitting here with my brother Jason and co-host, and what did we talk about? He said, I got a theory. I said, what's the theory? I think the episode is actually called First Arrest. He goes, I got a theory. What if Donald Trump is the first arrest? And we've been saying this for years. What are we seeing now, guys? Look at all this. New York sues Donald Trump company and family members over widespread fraud claims, seeks at least $250 million in penalties. This is, uh, this is peekaboo. Letitia James and uh, Donald Trump came out on True Social and said, uh, yeah, good luck with that. There's no evidence. Property values can fluctuate. And depending on market values, um, you have no idea what you're talking about. And they're absolutely right. And, and, he, and Trump is absolutely right on this. So they're going to have a lot of big problems. Um, Yeah, so Don Maga is actually saying that September 24th date is when the public is made aware of everything. Everything begins to drop. We've been waiting for this for a while. We knew that Trump has a Trump card. He's going to play this back. It's called D-Class. This could be the release of the Crossfire Hurricane Binder. This could be the release of Hunter Biden Laptop 2, Hillary Clinton emails, um, the Wiener Laptop, all this stuff. We've been waiting for it to come out. Potentially, this could happen on September 24th. It would be great if it did. So we have uh, Peekaboo suing Donald Trump right there. But what else do we have? Trump docs probe. Corp lists a hold on the Mar-a-Lago records. And even Judge Napolitano, okay, former federal prosecutor, very conservative, is saying that Trump could easily be indicted here before November. If Trump gets indicted, remember, remember if we go back, we go back to the boards, right? We go back to the Q post. I got Red October because that's the name of the show tonight. And I'm just going to type in one, post one. HRC extradition already in motion, effective yesterday with several countries in case of cross-border run. Passport approved to be flagged, effective 1030 at 1201 a.m. Just remove HRC and put DJT. DJT. What would happen then? You would have mass riots and protests in the streets. Expect massive riots and organized in defiance of the fleeting to the U.S. to occur. U.S. military would conduct operations while National Guard is activated. 
Absolutely. This this is potentially, if Donald Trump gets indicted, you are going to see the breakout of most likely a civil war. And what do you do during that time? You stay home. You survive. You stay home. You protect your home, your kin, your brethren. Okay? You don't go out and take part in that shit. You stay away from it. Look, we're all Americans here. And, and you know, just because an American has different beliefs and values than me, just because they maybe grew up in a, you know, a community that uh, indoctrinated them into a socialist ideology, doesn't, it, it doesn't take away from their humanity, right? I understand our perspective on that. But I just want to say, we have to look at it from that perspective. These are, these are our brethren. These are Americans. And they want the America that they see fit and best for them, just like we see fit and best for us. So, and don't get me wrong. Some of them are evil as fuck. Some of them are pieces of shit. I get that. And, and those people deserve exactly what they get, right? Oh, there we go. Don Mega sent it to me. I got I to gotta throw it out there. But boom 4758, 24th of September, 2020. And we have hunters become the hunted. The hunt is on. And that's the beginning of Red October right there. Actually, I actually have this up, right? And there you go right there. This is the repost September 30th, but this is originally posted on September 24th, 2020. So there you go. This is a good possibility, Don Mega. I appreciate that because you know what? That could be the day that everything drops. That could be the day that it all happens. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because you got the, the cross country down here and we're talking about crossfire hurricane. And so this could easily be the day that everything drops. I Who knows? It, it very well could be. I, I think that you might actually be right on that. Um, but I don't want to put dates out there. I don't want to predict things that I don't know. Right. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that um, it's a possibility. Right. It's a possibility. Um we have potential solar flares incoming as well that can produce EMPs. There's a lot of different things. What the hell? This one's got my name out there. That's weird. Now you're going to make me go to my Facebook page and see who you are. You got my name, dude. Um, so this is what I'm thinking is... If something happens on September 24th, something happens, okay? We were warned. If something doesn't happen on September 24th, then there's nothing to worry about, right? Yeah, there's a guy out there with the same name as me. I think that's pretty cool. (laughs) Welcome, Josh Reed. That's pretty cool. I like that. I don't know. It kind of caught me off guard, but I like it. It's pretty cool. All right, so... What are we looking at here? Whatever happens on September 24th, we know that we just need to be prepared for everything and anything. If this is the D class that we've been waiting for, if this is if this is the biggest dump in history that is taking down the deep state, then it's 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 time. It's time for patriots to be in control. It's time for patriots to take back this country. And we'll know the pattern and the path that is set forth from that moment. That's understandable. But there's a lot of other things in potentiality that can happen on that date. And I'm going to go over some of them today because what, did we, what else did we have happen today? Let's watch this little video right here. I, I got a whole bunch of TikTok videos to play for you guys. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell didn't sugarcoat it, warning consumers that they should expect some pain and job losses as the Fed continues its fight against red-hot inflation. Powell told central bankers at their annual summit in Jackson Hole, Wyoming yesterday that the Fed will likely keep raising interest rates in the coming months until they, quote, get the job done and bring inflation down from its current 8.5%. Federal Reserve. Okay, so here's a few things. Interest rate is not 8.5%. That is completely manipulated. They raised the interest rate today 0.75 basis points, but it is 0.75%. Interest rates are more near, I talked to Dr. Kirk Elliott, more near about 23 to 24%. We can see this at the grocery store. We can see this at the gas stations. We can see this as a supply chain. Um, We have 
CEOs of the top companies talking, 50% of all the CEOs of the top companies talking about how they're going to be laying off massive amounts of employees, right? We have the production line, supply chain, which is completely depleted, especially on the food supply chain. Um, we have the housing market down 50, 56%, I think it is, for mortgage applications, 27% decline in building permits. Um, the housing market is one of the first places that you're going to see the decline within of the economy, right? So Federal uh, Federal Reserve Chairman Powell came out today and said the U.S. housing market headed for a correction. The reason he's saying that is because that is the first indicator of a recession, of an economy pulling back. So he's saying, oh, the market market is going to head for a correction. A correction is a word that they, they, they use for a temporary decline in value and in, in capitalization. Right. Um, Corrections happen to stock markets. When a correction happens to a whole complete market like the housing market, that's a recession. That's an indication of a recession. And so all the warning signs that we need are right here, right now. Today, the Dow closed down over 500 percent or 500 points. NASDAQ falls 1.8 percent as the Fed signals rates may stay high for longer. Federal Reserve Chairman Powell came out and said, that the rates are going to go up. They still have six more rate hike increases over the next six months, okay? If we're averaging 0.75, that means that interest rates will be close to 12 to 13% by the time that they potentially could be over or implement 14067 digital currency CBDCs. What does that mean? That means specifically that... The cost of goods and services is going to skyrocket. It means that the the ability to borrow money is going to get tougher and tougher and incredibly more expensive. So if we're six more rate hikes, okay, at 0.75%, we're at about 7% right now. That's about 12 to 13%. Okay, they need to be about 20%. So this is not a good situation. And it's happening. And it's going to continue to happen because you got to remember what they're doing. They're taking down the economy. They're trying to crash and kill the economy. They are trying to usher in the Great Reset. One second. They're trying to usher in the Great Reset, which is financial in its scope. So what else do we have here? Amongst all this tumultuous activity that's happening in the world, from the financial to the economic to the geopolitical, whatever it might be, we understand that people are on edge. I mean, everywhere you look, it doesn't matter what religion or creed that you come from. If you go out there, everybody is talking about how everything is coming to this apex, that everything is coming towards this head. Everybody's feeling it. And eventually, the world is going to break out into chaos. Well, I don't know if you guys heard about this story, but I'm going to play this video for you. And this is what's happening in Iran right now. Here's what you need to know about Masa Amini and the deadly protests in Iran. On September 13, Amini was stopped by the Iranian Guidance Patrol, also known as the Morality Police or the Islamic Religious Police. Her hijab supposedly did not meet government standards. Police took her away on the spot to what they claimed was a one-hour education class on dress standards. She ended up in a coma and died in hospital on September 16. Amini's family say there were clear signs she was tortured and suffered severe beating. Iranian police claimed that she had a heart attack. After her funeral, protests broke out across the country. Women are removing and burning their headscarves or cutting off their hair in public and on social media in protest over oppressive mandatory hijab laws. Authorities are using force against the protesters and at least three people have been killed. But there is more behind this than the death of Masa Amini alone. The protests are part of a bigger democracy movement in Iran, pushing back against the corruption, mismanagement and strict religious rule of the current government system that has been in place since the 1979 Islamic Revolution. Iranian people have been protesting against extortionate fuel prices, power and internet blackouts, water restrictions, overall economic collapse and the totalitarian government regime since at least 2017. Okay, so what did we learn from that? It was very similar to the George Floyd proceedings, except for this one was a little bit different. This was a woman protesting in public 
for her rights and her freedoms to show her face. She was killed, tortured and killed by their morality police in Iran. And now this has sparked massive riots and protests all throughout Iran. They are beating police officers in the street. What does this show you? That all it takes is one small catalyst event for a nation to wake up. All it takes is one little thing to happen. Just the wrong time, the wrong thing at the wrong day at the wrong time. Donald Trump getting indicted could be one. Economic collapse. Who knows what that event could be? It it could be the spilling out of declassified material, right? It, It could be any of these types of things. So we need to keep this weary in mind because this type of stuff is heading towards the United States of America. I'm not joking on this. We've talked about social and cultural destabilization. It is going to happen here in the United States of America very, very soon. I've been talking about this for years in the sense that we're going to have a dark winter, that this is going to come about. Martial law is going to get declared. I know that sounds doom and gloomy, but listen, look at what's happening. Look at the various different scenarios that pertain to the midterm elections on who wins and who loses, of how they cheat, if people catch them cheating, right? Donald Trump getting indicted, China and Taiwan, Russia and Ukraine, all these various scenarios, supply chain crisis and cataclysm. We have rolling blackouts that are going to happen throughout the winter, okay? Probably in the Northern Territories. This is going to get worse before it gets better. And I want people to understand that. In in, in Iran, look at this, at least 2,520 people were arrested in Tehran during the regime change protests. They are having rolling internet and communication blackouts as well as power outages all throughout Iran. Hmm. Let's listen to this. This is Judge Napolitano here. Listen to this really carefully. One of the biggest government lies I've seen recently. Are we effectively at war with Russia? No, we are not. Not at all. Russia is at war inside Ukraine. And despite the rhetoric we heard from Putin last night, trying once again to make this about the West versus Russia, or the United States versus Russia, or NATO versus Russia, nothing could be farther from the truth. Retired Admiral... An admiral, John Kirby, who was now the spokesperson for the National Security Council in the Biden White House. It is inconceivable that he said no. We are providing the guns. We are providing the ammunition. We are threatening Russia. Of course, we're at war with Russia. The reason the Ukraine war is still going on is because we have financed it. It is doomed to be a massive defeat for Ukraine. Admiral Kirby, own up. Tell the truth. All right. That was Judge Napolitano talking about that. And he's right. We've been saying this in the truth movement for a while, that the United States is at war, proxy war with Russia right now, that the weapons, the munitions that are being utilized against Russia are from the United States of America. Now, keep that in mind as we watch this next part. Для обеспечения безопасности нашего народа и людей на освобожденных территориях, считаю необходимым поддержать. How about, how about this? It's in Russian. Let me translate. I knew it was in Russian. Let me translate it for you. I'm going to mute the audio. This is Vladimir Putin speaking, okay? And he says, to protect our motherland, its sovereignty, and territorial integrity, and to ensure security of our nation and the people at the liberated territories. I consider it's necessary to support the defense ministries and general staff's proposals to hold partial mobilization in Russia. Nuclear blackmail has gone into action. I'm not talking only about the shelling of Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, encouraged by the West, which would have had atomic catastrophe. I'm talking about statements, representatives of the leading NATO states about the possibility of using nuclear weapons of mass destruction against Russia. To those who allow themselves such statements regarding Russia, I want to remind you that our country also has various means of destruction and for separate components and more modern than those of the NATO countries. And when the territorial integrity of our country is threatened to protect Russia and our people, we will certainly use all the means at our disposal. 
This is Vladimir Putin, who obviously looks incredibly pissed talking about this. Now, there's there's more here, and I don't know if uh, I don't know if I posted it to my true social. Where did I post it? Man, I posted it somewhere. I posted it to my Telegram. Let me let me pull this up on my Telegram real quick because these are incredibly important to see and, and for me to go over for you. Okay. Thought I had this link pulled up there, but I didn't. That's okay. Let's let's bring this up. All right, here we go. Let's go in here. This is excerpts from Vladimir Putin's speech. And I'm going to read these to you, and I want you to understand what Vladimir Putin is saying. I will explain that American strategic planning documents confirm the possibility of a so-called preemptive strike at enemy missile systems. What he's saying there is that they have American strategic planning documents. They've uncovered them. And so that the Americans were planning a preemptive strike at Russian missile systems. He says, we also know that the main adversary of the United States and NATO is Russia. NATO documents officially declare our country to be the main threat to the Euro-Atlantic security. You got to understand how crazy that actually is. He then says, I have no doubt that they hope to carry out these plans as they did many times in the past, expanding NATO eastward, moving their military infrastructure to Russian borders and fully ignoring our concerns, protests and warnings. Excuse me, but they simply did not care at all such things and did whatever they deemed necessary. And he talks about the West in this perspective multiple times that they just do what they want. They don't care about what anybody has to say. And he's talking about the NATO in the United States. What else does he say here? One second. There it is. Okay. He said, I would like to be clear and straightforward. In the current circumstances, when our proposals for the equal dialogue on fundamental issues have actually remained unanswered by the United States and NATO, when the level of threats to our country has increased significantly, Russia has every right to respond in order to ensure its security. That is exactly what we will do. If you've never heard of a declaration of war, that is basically it right there. And so this is when he's talking about Ukraine. He says the West supported coup in Ukraine in 2014 and opposed the transitions towards the Neanderthal and aggressive nationalism and neo-Nazism, which have been elevated in Ukraine to the rank of national policy. He's talking about the United States here. We want those who seized and continue to hold power in Kiev to immediately stop hostilities. Who, who seized it? The West supported coup. Okay, then what's he say? Russia has every right to respond in order to ensure its security. That is exactly what we'll do. So basically, Russia just said that they're gonna, they don't care who's helping in Ukraine. If you mess with them, they're going to strike you. If you got U.S. airships flying with weapons, they're going to take out U.S. airships. That is what Putin is saying, quite literally, right now. Ukraine is a war zone. Stay out of there. And so what do we think is going to happen next? What do we think is going to happen next? Well, let's look at some of the more of the news that came out around this. Um, We had Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin announced that he'll call up upon roughly 300,000 Russian reservists in a partial mobilization in his address on Wednesday. Putin also issued a veiled nuclear threat. Those who try to blackmail us with nuclear weapons should know that the wind can turn their way. What's he mean? What's he mean there? Airships. Yes, aircraft. Sorry, aircraft. What does he mean there? He means that the West has been threatening them with nuclear catastrophe. They've been bombing the various nuclear facilities, hoping to get a leak in those nuclear facilities. They've threatened the Russia with nuclear war in their own strategic planning documents that Russia has uncovered. So Russia is just done. Putin announced, we already just talked about that one. Um, And yesterday, Putin delayed his speech. Do we remember this? Yeah. Why? Putin ally dies after falling downstairs on the day of Russian mobilization. Oh, wow. Everybody 
Everybody near Putin is dying. Assassination attempts. The deep state, the cabal, is trying to take him out. And this is what the regular news is saying, the mainstream media. Vlad's wrath unhinged Putin makes thinly veiled threat to nuke West and declares, I'm not bluffing in chilling address. That's not what he said. He specifically outlined exactly what his threat was. If you interfere and kill Russian people and continue your Western progression towards the Russian border to put up your nukes, we will beat the shit out of you. That's all he's saying. And you know what? I don't like Putin. I don't like Russia. But I agree with him. 100% agree with him. And now we're seeing anti-radiation tablets handed out over nuclear fears amid Vladimir Putin's threat. Turkey has condemned Russia's illegitimate votes in the Ukraine ministry. Turkey on Wednesday condemned the illegitimate plans to hold an annexation referendums in four Moscow-controlled regions of the Ukraine. Such a delimit- illegitimate fate accomplice will not be recognized by the international community, the Turkish foreign ministry said in the state. Now, Turkey is interesting because Turkey has a fist column as well. Now, Turkey is pro, kind of, they're in NATO. They were against Finland and Sweden, but they're also a member, of, they want to join BRICS. Uh, China even came out and basically downplayed Russia's rhetoric and said Russia needs to get out of Ukraine. Now, Putin is not going to give up Ukraine. If you read his speech, there's a whole history that he goes in there and talks to pertaining to Ukraine and what Ukraine is and why Ukraine is and why they're going to preserve the lives of those people. So now Biden speaking at the UN today, Russia shamelessly violated the UN charter with war in Ukraine, says Biden. But Biden, he couldn't even say nuclear proliferation. He's nuclear proliferation treaty. So Biden spoke at the UN today, basically condemning the words of Vladimir Putin. This guy's threatening a nuclear war. Yeah, because you're sending weapons over there that are killing Russians, dude. Flights departing Moscow and St. Petersburg today. That's what it looked like. The Associated Press is reporting international flights departing Russia have either sold out or skyrocketed in price after Putin announced a mobilization of reservists. And so that's scary. Look at look where they're all going, though. Where, where is that? They're all going here. Turkey. They're all going to Turkey. <laughs> Isn't that interesting how Turkey uh, said that and they're all going to Turkey? <laughs> that must be like the next connection, right? What else we got here? Russia has released some senior commanders from Ukraine's Azov Battalion who were taken prisoner after the Maripol siege, according to the Ukrainian parliament. Um, this could be level of negotiation. All Russia, Russia has been asking for, by the way, and all Russia asked for in this speech was for Kiev to annex those regions which are predominantly Russian. These are the same regions that had bioterrorism performed on them with genetically targeted bioweapons. For 14 years. And the UN did nothing. And Putin just came out and said, we're going to annex him if you don't, so you might as well figure it out. I don't know if he's alive or not, but know that he's released. And then over here on our side of the house, we have even bigger problems. We have the illegitimate border and everything that's happening there. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to talk more about Russia here in a second, but I want you to listen to what Governor DeSantis says here. So when Biden is flying these people all over the fruited plain in the middle of the night, I didn't hear a peep out of those people, okay? I didn't hear a peep. I haven't heard a peep about all the people that have been told by Biden you can just come in and they're going, they're being abused by the cartels, they're drowning in the Rio Grande. You had 50 that died in some shed in Texas. I heard no outrage about any of that. Uh, I haven't heard outrage about all the fentanyl that's come across the border that's killing Americans in record numbers. I don't hear... I don't hear outrage about the criminal aliens that have gotten through and have then victimized people, not only in Florida, but all throughout the country. I didn't hear any outrage about that. The only thing I hear them getting upset about is you have 50 
that end up in Martha's Vineyard. Then they get really upset. And I'm sorry. Those migrants were being treated horribly by Biden. They were hungry, homeless. They had no, no opportunity at all. The state of Florida, it was volunteer, offered transport to sanctuary jurisdictions because it's our view that, one, the border should be secured. And we want to have Biden reinstitute policies like remain in Mexico and making sure that people aren't overwhelming. But short of that, if you believe in open borders, then it's the sanctuary jurisdictions that should have to bear the brunt of the open borders. So that's what we're doing. But what happened was they were, they were provided um, an ability to be in the, the most posh sanctuary jurisdiction maybe in the world. And obviously it's sad that Martha's Vineyard people deported them the next day. They could have absorbed this. They chose not to. And right there, Governor DeSantis giving that reporter an earful, and he's spot on correct. We're just sending these migrants to the uh, to the sanctuary cities. That's all we're doing. We're doing exactly what the Democrats are doing, but they're just mad that we're sending them to their cities, to the places that they're living, where ex-presidents are living, or the VP's house. Absolutely right, DeSantis, spot on. And, and this is the battle that we're fighting at home. This is the truth. We're really fighting this battle at home. We have an invasion of our country by illegal immigrants, 18 to 35-year-old males from all over the world, training in Chinese militant camps that have flown over that border with fentanyl weapons, and they're radicals, they're extremists, they're gangbangers, they're cartel members, and nothing's being done about it. You have Governor Abbott, who declared a uh, state of emergency and has now declared that um, illegal immigrants that come over the border or not, what do you say? Drug dealers, drug dealers and human traffickers that come over the border are domestic terrorists or terrorists. Boom, right there. So now he can appropriate funding for that. So we have Russia, Ukraine, which could kick off any day. I know Russia was doing missile attacks already today on Ukraine. So this is going to kick off. This is going to escalate. This is definitely going to escalate Russia, Ukraine, China, I think was kind of pausing back, stepping back because China didn't want Russia to make this move yet. I think they were waiting to get closer to the midterm elections to really see what was going to happen in the midterms. And this is why China kind of came out and did what they did. Now, what's happening here at home is we have a belligerent occupation of the White House. We have an illegitimate president, Joe Biden. We have Donald Trump almost potentially getting indicted any day now, potentially. We have D-class coming from what we would consider to be the patriots that are going to put the information out there and let the world have the information of the crimes and corruptions, the treason and sedition that these people have done. We have open border policies that were canceled through executive order on January 22nd where people are just flowing through our borders nonstop. We have radicals. We have drug dealers. We have human traffickers. We have terrorists. That's what we have coming over our border right now. And they're infiltrating our cities because they're waiting for one day when we have social and cultural destabilization to where men like me, you, and everybody else out there are sent back to war. Veterans are sent back to war and they can start wreaking havoc in the city streets, in the town streets, and taking over this country through a color revolution. Okay. That's just a little bit of what's going on, right? You know, how about this? Remember the guy we talked about yesterday? North Dakota man has been free, freed, after admitting he mowed down Republican teen over politics, record show, Shannon Brandt posted a $50,000 bond after fatally striking Kaylor Ellington with his vehicle following political argument. Freed. This is in North Dakota, too. North Dakota, a very conservative state. This guy was let go. Let go. Vehicular manslaughter. First, actually, this is first-degree murder. He, he admitted that he did it because he believed that he was an extremist. And so if you see this guy, steer clear, or you know what to do. This guy was let go. This is what's happening with these radicalized attorney generals that are being put into power by George Soros and everybody else. Why? Because when you have those types of policies, those types of attorney generals or those types of governors, which reduce the police budget, d diminish the police forces, get rid of training, and you're letting prisoners out of jail, even violent ones, you're going to have an increase of crime and you're going to have a decrease in the amount of people who can actually deal with it, which means that you're going to have social and cultural destabilization. This is why I've said this in the Firestorm event multiple times over. Don't worry, we're going to put it all together here soon, all right? 
All right, what's this one? I got, I got, I got. Oh, that one's way too early. That, that's like one of the last stories we're gonna play. That was DeSantis. There's that guy. Okay, now Congress. Congress is sending sixty-two million plus dollars of your taxpayer dollars to demolish monuments around the United States, including the world-renowned Jewish American artist gravesite, an anti-slavery Confederate monument. This is just absolutely atrocious. Tear down the statue's moment. The U.S. Congress Naming Commission will soon attempt to demolish the Confederate memorial in Arlington, Virginia, designed by the first globally renowned Jewish American artist, Moses Ezekiel. Ezekiel himself is buried at the base of the statue. Announced this week, the Democrat and Republican-backed Naming Commission has said the entire endeavor for attempting to rewrite American history will cost around $62 million and involve around 1,100 sites, statues, and properties. Most notably, commissioners uh, targeted the grave and Confederate memorial of Moses Ezekiel, an artist once likened to Michelangelo, calling it problematic from top to bottom. The issue, they claim, is that the memorial lauds the Confederacy as a noble cause, but that was scarcely the artist's intention, nor does it claim appear to be reflected in even the liberal media reports. Okay. They are rewriting history. Understand that. This is their point. They're rewriting history. They don't want you to know why the Civil War was fought to begin with. So they're going to wipe out the whole side of the Confederacy. Now, people can tell you that the Civil War is fought over slavery. It had something to do with it. But what really it was about was Abraham Lincoln borrowing money from the Bank of England to buy farming equipment for the North. And then demanding that the South do the same, of which they said, no, we're not. We're not borrowing money from anybody. Understood. There's a book out there called The Real Lincoln. Real Lincoln. You need to check it out. It explains all of this. It was all financial and perspective. Lincoln didn't give a shit. Okay? Anyways, that's a story for a different day. So... We have all that going on, which I call the global firestorm event, right? This is happening everywhere. It's not only happening here. We have supply chain disruptions. We're going to have the worst harvest probably in the last 40 to 50 years because of severe flooding on the West and in the Southern states. In Europe, the worst flooding. In China, the worst flooding. 50% crop failure. We're only on a surplus from COVID, COVID uh, surplus right now on our supply chain. We've had over 130 various food manufacturing, processing, and distribution centers burn, get burned, or have certain type of disasters which made them unoperable. We have the same types of attacks on uh, electrical and infrastructure facilities, gas, oil refineries, all of this. Right? And this is all fitting into what I've been calling the global firestorm event. And I've been saying this since October of 2020. Well, what was the other portion? We talked about a virus. We talked about a resurgence of the virus. Well, we don't need a new virus. We don't need a new variant. Right now, we have an unknown killer that is going around the world and killing people en masse. The number one cause of death in Canada is unknown causes. We have these videos going around that we watched yesterday from China of people looking off to the right, spinning around in circles, and then dying in seizures. Yes, these are most likely 5G technologies and vaccines. That's what's really going on here. And yes, the vaccines are fucking bioweapons. And what's going to happen is they suppress the immune system, and after many years or many months of immunosuppression, what's going to happen is you're going to get a cold, that cold's going to evolve, that you're going to get pneumonia, and you're going to die. That's what's going to happen with these people, and that's a sad thing. So let's listen to uh, Tom Rents, Attorney Tom Rents, real quick. The, the, the release of the Pfizer documents just a few days ago, we saw that the actual list of adverse events of serious interest side effects that they were looking at was something like six pages, single space, small font. I mean, the, the list was hundreds of things that they were looking at. Uh, which makes sense given that this is a new category of drug. By the way, uh, they changed the definition of vaccine so that they could make the, call these vaccines. Uh, we have Pfizer and Moderna documents. I can show you, take a look at the SEC filings, acknowledging that mRNA is a gene therapy. So that, to me, that, that conversation is laid to rest. Pfizer and Moderna have both admitted openly in federal filings that mRNA technology is gene therapy. So, you know, 
this that makes it so that these are a new category of drugs. So if you're wondering why so many side effects are possible, it's because it's an untested category of drug. We don't have the 10 to 15 year development cycle you'd normally have, so they don't know what's going to happen. What's turned out to happen is a, uh, a nightmare. And the nightmare hasn't even began. And I was talking to Tom in, in Dallas. The nightmare hasn't even began. We actually talked about the specific topic of what is potentially going to happen next. And out of the 1.9 billion people or 2.3 billion people who are vaccinated, you're going to see a very high fatality rate. And this is, it's not a good thing. And I hope we're wrong. I really do hope we're wrong. I hope that Trump's right is vaccine safe. And I just, I, I just do. I really do. Because I don't want to talk about this in that negative light, but Everything that we're seeing is very, very true. It's very, very real. This is really, really happening. That this vaccine is acting as a bioweapon that is producing immunosuppression. And when the next bout of vitamin D deficiency comes about, vitamin C deficiency comes about, the flu season comes about, you're going to see massive loss of life. If we are right. And I don't want to be right on this. I want to make sure. I don't want to be right on this. Nobody wants to be right on this. And just think if all this stuff comes to a head at the same time. The breakout of World War III, the global financial collapse, the resurgence of, of deaths from this pandemic, from the, from the bioweapon vaccine, political instability, social and uh, cultural destabilization. I, I think it's all, and then Trump getting arrested. All this happens all at the same time. That's my thoughts. I think that that's how this is going to end, okay? That this is all going to go into that. And that's that point of vulnerability that I've always talked about. And this is why we need to keep that open mind and understand that if there's patriots out there, if there's a secret military special access program that's investigating these people, and, and there's, there's certain people around the world that are just waiting for weakness to be derived to the globalists. Look, the globalists are doing what they're doing right now because they're weak, because they have their backs against the wall because the BRICS nations are kicking their ass. Okay? And we don't want the BRICS nations either. We want just our sovereignty here in the United States, right? So what's going to happen next is you're potentially going to see all of these things unfold all at the same time. And when that happens, the globalists, they come to a point of vulnerability. The whole world at that point of collapse, comes to a point of vulnerability. All right? So once that point of vulnerability comes, that is the best point to strike, to strike back, to take your country back, to go out there and do what needs to be done to win the freedom for your people. All right. Cereal crops and fish currently used to feed livestock who provide food for a billion people and help tackle famine and malnutrition study claims. Oh, wow, that, that sounds really healthy, doesn't it? That's exactly what, uh, what I want right now, is I want exactly all of that. One second. Cereal crops and fish. What the? Crops and fish that are fit for human consumption are being used to feed animals. Research suggests much of this could be replaced by the food system byproduct. Simply change the feed composition could provide food for a billion people. However, the human edible portion is of lower quality than what we are used to. Guys, they want to feed you dog food. They want to feed you animal rations. That's what they're talking about here. And they'll find some way to make it all nice and taste all beautiful. But that's what they're trying to do here is they are orchestrating a global famine and they are going to feed you scraps from the growing of crops for themselves. You got to remember when the elitists talk about all these changes coming to the world, you'll own nothing and you'll love it and you're going to be in this global financial system. They're not talking about themselves. They are exempt from this system. This is what I was looking for. Governor Abbott declares Mexican drug cartels terrorist organizations over the massive fentanyl deaths and the massive amount of fentanyl that is coming into this country every day. Good on you, Governor Abbott. He designated cartels as terrorist organizations over their mass smuggling of fentanyl through the southern border, resulting in hundreds of thousands of American overdose deaths. Texans are victimized by Mexican cartels that produce and import fentanyl. The cartels are terrorists, and it's about time we started treating them that way, which means that he can also mobilize the National Guard against this and also appoint various police departments and sheriffs 
as those uh, National Guardsmen or various types of military assets for the state of Texas. Okay. We know that the fentanyl is not coming from Mexico. It's being pumped into Mexico. It's coming from China. It's coming from China, and it's coming from the globalists. It's coming through Ukraine. But, you know, Abbott is right. And, and Abbott, I thought, was always a globalist. But I'm, I'm guessing now that he's, he's getting on board with something because he's playing the game. He probably just wants to win re-election here. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, Unilever CEO Alien Jope, and one of the UN's ESG czars, Damamelo Aguna B, just spoke on the ESG panel led by Bill Clinton at the Global Clinton Initiative September meeting. You can't make this stuff up. Well, you can't. And that's the thing. Is you can't make this up. Because ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance, is a policy that is derived through the World Economic Forum, through BlackRock, who BlackRock's Larry Fink sits on the board of directors on. And what it is, is... It's a set of protocols that are implemented through financial institutions that basically set up a social credit system for businesses to get financing and capitalization for their businesses. And they have to follow various different procedures, guidelines, known as environmental, social, and governance. Now, the environmental aspect means that if they're a a manufacturing or processing facility or something like that, that they have to adhere to the various different global Um, global climate change protocols that are associated with that environmental standardization. For the social, they have to have things like diversity, equity, inclusion officers, and they have to have a workplace that is equitable for everybody. Equitable, by the way, if you don't know the difference between equity and equality, equity is about outcome. Equality is about opportunity. And so what would you rather have at home, in school, at a workplace? Would you rather have the same outcome as everybody else or would you rather have the same opportunity as everybody else? I'd rather have the same opportunity. Outcome is communism. This is, ESG is nothing more than financial communism redefined and implemented. That's what Klaus Schwab's fourth industrial revolution is all about. And so now they're meeting with the Clinton Global Initiative. Why? Because they're getting ready to take the United States down. Um, now, now we talked a little bit about storms yesterday. We had no hurricanes. It was the weirdest season ever. Then all of a sudden we're getting tropical storms and hurricanes everywhere. Um, we're seeing that, uh, Invest-98-L will likely strengthen into a tropical depression in the next few days. This is potentially going to hit Cuba, Florida, um, and the Gulf Coast areas. And now we're seeing all these storms ramp up. You remember when I told you about weather manipulation is that when you manipulate the weather for so long, the earth has to recompensate. And usually that compensation all happens at the same time. That's what we're seeing right now from all this weather manipulation that they've been doing. These storms are only going to get worse and they're just going to utilize them as mechanisms to basically attack us and say that, oh, you guys are killing the planet with your carbon emissions and you're breathing. You might want to stop breathing. This is a very, very real and serious concern. We've talked about the, the bullshit of global warming, of how it absolutely is bullshit. But they're going to utilize all of this against us. And here's the thing. Who the hell put them in charge? That's what I want to know. Who the hell let these people get in charge? We are the majority. And it is my thoughts and my belief that we as the majority, well, we have a say We have the power. We hold the power. And never forget that because that's going to become incredibly important in the next two months. That we the people hold the power. We the humanity hold the power. All right. So we're talking about Red October here. What is Red October? Well, you know, Don Maga really summed it up right there. Hunters become the hunted. I think that this is D-class. I think that this is talking about this October, the October surprise. They're going to indict Trump, and Trump is going to release it all. He's going to D-class everything from the Crossfire Hurricane documents, Hillary Clinton's emails. And what do I mean by D-class is he's already D-classed these things when he, when he was president. Now he's just going to release them to the public. And he's going to show the crimes and the corruption. He's going to show the treason and sedition. That's what he's going to do. And so that's why this episode was called Red October as well as because we have everything that's happening right now with Russia. Isn't it interesting that all this stuff happening in Russia is occurring 
right around the same time that all these Q posts are coming to fruition in truth. Isn't that interesting? I find it incredibly interesting that the Red October tagline there is happening when we have Red October actually occurring within Russia. One second. Sorry, got a, I got a, a guest over at my house tonight, so. All right. So hunters become the hunted. I think that we're here, guys. I think that this is where we're at. We have complete global destabilization. We have the firestorm event in full effect. The globalists, all nations in the world are coming to this point of vulnerability. And it's time for the world to fight back. It's time for the people to fight back. And Donald Trump is going to throw up the Trump card. Donald Trump and the Patriots are going to come forth and they're going to provide the material to wake up the rest of the world to get people off their asses and start going out there and verbally using their First Amendment protesting everything that's happening in this world. And I think that this is where we make our stand and we begin to take the power back. On a fringe side of things, I wanted to play this video earlier. This was pretty cool. I want you to check this video out because we've talked about UFOs and all those types of things here before. But this is pretty cool. This is going around everywhere. But just listen to this for a second. From a man named Jordan, who he has a website, lostsasquatch.com. He makes custom knives, things like that. He's an outdoorsman. And this guy says, hey, I have something I cannot explain. I've shown it to everybody and they can't explain it. Can you take a look? Maybe you guys can debunk it on your show. He took a time lapse while he was camping. So this is about a five hour time lapse. I have the exact GPS coordinates, the date and the time. And there is something in this time lapse footage which I'm not able to explain. You see it? Yeah. No, what? Oh. There it is. Whoa, what? It's like a little orb of dark matter. So the first time I watched this, there was a lot of compression. And who knows what compression's doing to an image? So I reached out to Jordan to get the actual raw files from the camera. He actually took all of his raw .CR2 files, meaning that's raw sensor data that's coming off as like ones and zeros and hasn't been turned into an image yet. And he put them up online, all like eight gigs of them, and he sent them to me. So what we're watching right now is an image sequence from the actual raw files from Jordan's camera. This is the sort of UFO sighting that is incredibly easy to do with visual effects. You can literally just pick any random star, crop it out, and animate it. It's like, this is a very, very doable VFX shot to fake. The key difference, this is verifiably the raw data coming off of a memory card rather than something that is manipulated on a computer and made to look like it's raw data. Exactly. All the other videos we've watched have been on YouTube, they've been you know compressed before, but this is a situation where because we have the raw files, we know that they have not been manipulated. We're looking at truly the raw files. This is a real UFO. Yeah unidentified flying object. Yep. Because we have deduced it is not a visual effect. It's not some sort of in-camera trick. Now, isn't that pretty cool? Now, I, the reason I brought this up because I always go outside at night on clear skies, and this is what I see in the skies. This is where I take my laser pointer, and I'm following these things around, and they're coming out of everywhere. There was one night when I did this, and seven of them came. Boom. They, they really, really fast came, and boom, stopped. Boom, stopped. I had this on my TikTok for the longest time until my TikTok got deleted. These things are really real. And if you go back to what we talked about with uh, Professor Emram, the former uh, head of Israeli space defense, and what he was talking about Trump and the Galactic Federation, is who knows? Who knows what out there could be helping us? Just want you to keep that in your mind because right now there's some dangerous rhetoric going around the world. Um, I'm going to end it early tonight, guys. I got a guest over in the house, uh, kind of unexpected, but I had a friend who was in town. Uh, he moved to Wyoming. He's back just for one night staying over, so I want to have a little bit of time to spend with him, and I also got to get my kids to bed. But uh, I hope that you guys have a fantastic night. Don't forget that there's always this after-chat Zoom on Red Pills, uh, Red Pill, the, the, on socialredpill.com. All you have to do is just go sign up. You go to the events tab. You'll see social Red Pill chat right there. You can join that. Um, but much love and respect. God bless you guys. Thank you guys for all the donations tonight. Everybody who did donate for the uh, the battle of the streams. You guys are absolutely amazing. Um, I hope you guys all have a fantastic night. We're going to see you guys again tomorrow night. Vince will probably be back with me tomorrow night. But we're going to have a lot of discussion on a lot of these topics because I'm pretty sure all this is going to advance a lot more by tomorrow. So much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow.